Are you hungry for news that keeps you informed, is local and dependable? Look no further than News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and on AM 1620. We're your trusted source for all the latest happenings in the Emerald Coast. From breaking news to in-depth reports, we've got you covered. Our team of experienced journalists brings you the stories that matter most to our community. Stay connected with local events, weather updates, and traffic reports, ensuring you're always one step ahead. We're News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. Now it's time for your daily pep talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850 Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Tuesday morning time for the Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. Happy New Year, Mike. How you doing today? Happy New Year to you, Jake. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. So happy to be here. How was your holiday? It was fantastic. I worked a lot, did a lot of editing and stuff. We had a uh, Best of Andrew McKay show that I had to get prepped and, uh, you know, squeezing all of his material into certain time frames and, you know, doing all that kind of took some time. So I worked a little bit, probably too much, but I ate a lot probably too much as well so but it was great how about yours i did i did the same i am i i think it would be a real challenge to get the best of the garden line oh man (laughs) i'm telling you what's the best and what's not Uh, the camellia show i mean there's like there's many to to choose from we could just take a little snippets of probably that's exactly right but i I will say this we um had a fun year on the garden line Mm -hmm. and um, i i say it and i know i sound like a broken record but i just want to thank the folks that listen to us, the ones that send us texts, phone calls, just a conversation in the grocery store, you mm, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I just want to thank you for your interest in the garden line. Do you get stopped a lot in public? Do people oh, recognize I, I do. you? I, well, I do. from being former mayor of Pennsylvania. Well, well, maybe not that, but I think <laughs> I've been I've been in the business a long time, right? In yeah. the horticulture business, and mm-hmm. I see a lot of friends and. You know, they have some questions sometimes, which I yeah. am so glad to oh, do that. I bet. Yeah. Um, because it's um it's it's fun to fun to talk about. It really is. And mm-hmm. I just appreciate um what the public has done for us here on the garden line and looking forward to a great new year. No mm-hmm. doubt. Yes. No doubt about it. I thought I thought what we would do today, Jake, um, is is maybe talk about some New Year's resolutions for gardeners. Mm-hmm. Now I've done this bit um, on the garden line oh, a couple of years ago. And so I may be doing a little repeating, but uh, some of these things, I think it's um, fun to to um, look at them again to be Re- sure if that's the right, yeah. right direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say this. is I had an interesting conversation with um, someone over on the holidays who uh, they're a big reader. They, they read a lot. I, I do that also, but mm-hmm. they read a lot. That's why I was kind of interested in what they were saying. And they were saying that in 2024, they're going to write down every book that they buy, whether it was good, bad, medium, whatever, mm-hmm. 
and just kind of keep a record of that. And I got to thinking, you know, we've talked about doing garden planning and this type of thing on the garden line. That might be a fun exercise to do at least for one year. Log in every time you buy a plant, write it down, write where you planted it, um, how it did, hmm. were you pleased, was it a disaster <laughs> right, <laughs> or whatever. And then, of course, at least once every season, at the end of the winter, end of spring, end of summer, fall, take a picture and kind of put that into your planner so that the next year you will know exactly what you did and what you may want to repeat. Because one thing we have to be careful about nowadays, many of us do, quite frankly, Jake, is the price of landscaping. Oh, yeah. Um, plants themselves, I, I don't want to say they used to be inexpensive. You know, you go back in time and you could buy a petunia for a quarter, but um, those days are all over. So you don't want to waste your money. And plus, you want your yard, your landscaping, your shrubbery, all that to look really good. So I think kind of keeping a record of that hmm. would be a fun exercise to do. And some people may do it. And if you do, let us know. Give us a text. Let us know how that has worked out. But I think that that might be a good thing to do. Hmm. And not just the blooming plants you buy, the petunias, the marigolds, the patients and all of that, but Log in when you did your weed killing. In other words, here on the garden line, we recommend certain times to um, spray for weeds, certain times not to spray for weeds. Mm. When did you put your fertilizer out? Did it work? Should you have done it sooner? Should you have done it later? Huh. Um, what have you done to um, control stormwater? Have you mulched? If you mulched, what kind of mulch did you use? Mm. So I think keeping all that in a, in a written record, you can put it on your computer on your phone what have you might I, be fun to do i imagine that sometime in the future especially with ai and and you know computer software getting better that we could somehow input all that information from all of the people that keep track of all of this and you know have parameters and and questions set up to where we could start tracking this absolutely uh, and and you know when people move into town and they want to start gardening they would have a pensacola specific uh, you know, log of people that have been there, been here, you know, done that, planted, and and they, they would have all the information of when to plant, when to weed, when to do everything. And, and you're, that you're would at, be amazing. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And you're getting it started right now in 2024, right yeah. here on the Garden Line, News yeah. Radio 923. Here we are. We're starting. We're writing our book. Here we are. Yeah. 437-1620. If you have any questions today, text or call, uh, and we'll get those answered. I do have a text real quick if you want to get oh, to it. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, oh, great pictures, by the way. I don't know if you've got you got them over there on your screen. Um I have about 50 camellia bushes in, on my property that were there when I bought the house. Okay, about 15, she said. Um, but one of them has pink and white blooms and also white blooms with pink stripes. I don't know. I didn't know that was possible. Do you, do you see the picture there? Yes, I do. That's Yeah, I've never seen that before either. Right. I've seen just the plain white one. Now, look at the one. There's one that's just almost all cream color white, but then there's just two little strips of pink going through there. That's amazing. Oh, well, we got a call, so I'll get to that. Keep your calls and texts coming in for the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins there, here on here News go. Radio. I'm trying to get it up on my computer here. 92.3 Informative yes, Local Dependable. That, that is really, that is pretty. And a lot of that has to do with grafting, I feel sure. Grafting, um, okay. But what I would do is the next time that the Comedia Club meets, take these pictures mm -hmm. and go down and ask them 
number one, what's going on here? You know, how did this occur? And what is the name of this committee? Because you might want to know that. Right. And how do you take care of it and encourage it to bloom? That's what the Camellia Club does, and they do that so well. A lot of people say, oh, I, I don't want to be involved in that because these are just the, the experts. But it's not. Mm. It's novices, people who um, who have bought a house a lot. We've talked about people buying a house in North Hill or some in East Hill, mm-hmm. older, older neighborhoods that have got these beautiful camellias. And what the Camellia Club will even do, they will come out and look at your camellia plants wow. for you. I can't. They call it their NCIS. Right, that's I, right. I'm trying to remember exactly what that stood for. Jake, can you remember? Uh, man. Something Camellia Information Service. Yes. Yeah, I don't like, know. Yeah, but, I think it was. But in any event, if you um, go to the Camellia Club meeting and say, look, I need some help here in identifying what I've got. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's questions involve pruning. Because if you buy this house, you've got these huge camellias. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. Right. And so um, having the uh, Camellia Club experts come look at it is a great service. It do really you, is. I, I love like East Hill and places like that. And then back home in uh, around Nashville and Franklin, places like that. There's just all these historic neighborhoods that you drive through. And that's the one thing that always stood out. Not just the architecture of the homes and how everything looks, but... The flowers and the plants around these old homes were just amazing. Oh, I love driving through and looking and at they them. Are, they are amazing. One yeah. other quick thing, Jack, is um, the Camellia Club is trying to round up camellias that were developed in Pensacola mm. and have planted these plants, have identified them, and have planted them out at the University of West Florida Camellia Garden. That is worth a trip, especially um, in the fall and even in the early winter, you could even go out there right now and see a lot of color. But it's just beautiful what they've done. They maintain it. It's open to the public. It doesn't cost, it cost anything. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Camellia Garden at University of West Florida is worth the trip. No doubt about it. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. We're here on the Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins, here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We got a question just came in on the text line about is it Asiatic? Jasmine? Yes. Am I saying that word yes. right? All right. Yes. We'll talk about that coming up after the break. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan and Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola and Daphne if auto owners make sense for you. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. Search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today 
at freshfromflorida.com. A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. We're in the mood here this morning on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Oh, yeah, man. I love some Glenn Miller Orchestra. Love it. I used to play this in college. Uh, We had jazz ensemble, and it was just so much fun just sitting back there swinging. You were playing drums? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and in that music, it's mostly ride cymbal and hi-hat. You're just kind of... I don't know. What does that mean, hi-hat? Uh, hi-hat is the two symbols on the left that you can clamp and they, they oh, close okay. together. I got you. Yeah, that's the hi-hat. Also a term for when you uh, you kind of disrespect somebody a little bit. You hi-hat them a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where that term came from, but yeah. They used to call them sock symbols. I don't know why they called them that, but uh, but yeah, hi-hat. You can learn all kinds of stuff on the garden line. Oh, yeah. Oh, garden really? line is uh, multi-generational, multi-topical. <laughs> uh, speaking of multi-geographical and multi-topical, we have a question about Asiatic jasmine that came in through our text line. 437-1620. Go ahead and call or text with your questions for the for the garden line with Mike Wiggins. Yeah, Asiatic jasmine is a great plant. Um, it's classified, in my opinion, as a, as a ground cover. Mm. Um, if you've got an area where you just can't grow grass, um, it may be a little too much shade. There needs to be some sun, but a little too much shade to have your St. Augustine or centipede or zoysia grow. Um, and a lot of people will say, okay, I can't grow grass, so I'm going to put a ground cover in there. And Asiatic jasmine is used all the time. It's a great ground cover. Now, what I would recommend, if you've got a, a bare area, um, to plant them oh, at least on 10 to 12 inch centers. In other words, each plant is 10 to 12 inches from the other. And it will eventually cover into a thick covering. As a matter of fact, you have to kind of be careful um, insofar as what is adjacent to your Asiatic jasmine because it'll run into it and you're going to have to maintain that Asiatic jasmine and kind of keep it localized where you want the ground cover. But it's um it's easy. It's one of those plants in Pensacola that is very very um easy to maintain. It's very I can't even name an insect that bothers it quite frankly. Um, and, but it's it really is it really is good. But it's a great ground cover. And the nice thing about it is it's obviously it's green all year round. It doesn't um you know it's not uh, deciduous. It's it's not a perennial. It's a permanent plant that will do very well if you just can't grow grass or you just want a ground cover in some area so that's what asiatic jasmine is good for i i wouldn't worry about doing too much to it i'd fertilize it in the spring probably a little winterizer in the fall and just enjoy 
Awesome. Thank you for the text. Keep them coming on in. 437-1620. we got some pictures coming in here. Uh, Happy New Year. I know Christmas is over, but I wanted to share my one single bloom on a Christmas cactus cutting. It's from a plant that was 25-plus years old and finally died. Oh, but oh, uh, It's a beautiful bloom. I'm glad they took a picture of it. Yeah, hang on. Just, I want to see that one. Yep. And uh, let's see here. We also have uh, a text from Sarah, and you wanted to get to that one, I know, because uh, you, you actually looked at that one over the break about uh, her camellia's leaves are turning yellowish. Uh, what does it need? The blooms look amazing. It's getting plenty of water and sunshine, but the leaves are just trying to they're turning yellow. There, there are a couple of things you have to look for, and um, uh, as far as yellowing leaves. Um, gardenias are bad about this, for example. The leaves will kind of turn what I call kind of a canary yellow, a legal pan yellow, if you will. Now, a couple of things will be going on. If you've got a disease, generally that is manifested by a discoloration in the center or on the internal section of the leaf, and then the leaf will turn yellow. But if this is just a yellow leaf, for the most part, that is because of a situation called chlorosis which is an absence of iron and if you put that iron on there you can put on liquid iron you can put on granular iron that will generally clear that up on on a camellia now if you do have that internal discoloration on the leaf you may have some type of fungus and you may need to treat it with a fungicide but i'll bet you a little bit of iron will help clear that up. And also, of course, as we get into, and we're getting there quicker than um, you can believe, get into spring, into March, April, for example, then it's time to fertilize that with a good azalea and camellia fertilizer. And it also, if you look at the label very closely, will show iron as an ingredient on an azalea and camellia fertilizer. So I think that's probably what we're dealing with. It's called chlorosis and very common. But as I say, gardenias get this, but for the most part, gardenias, how can I be scientific about it? Sometimes they just do it. <laughs> they just turn, get some of those yellow leaves and not much you can do about it. It's not going to affect the health of the plant long term. But once again, a little iron there would, wouldn't hurt either. Okay. All right. Yep. Keep your texts coming in, 437-1620. It's the Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. I am your co-host, Jake Walker. I'm going to grab a phone call here. Go, go ahead and take it away, Mike. I'm going to see what they want and go maybe get, get them. them on the air. Jake, Jake, while you're on that phone, I want to mention about the Christmas cactus bloom. It's just absolutely gorgeous. It really is. Christmas cactus are a great plant. They bloom, obviously, during the holidays. And there's all kind of little rules you can use about how much light, how much dark, and all of that. But one of the rules is that if temperatures are at night in the 40s or 50s, in the daytime in, the, say, the 60s, you don't have to worry about all that light and dark stuff. It's going to bloom anyway during the holidays. And that's what has happened here it's just really sad. After 25 years, this plant has um, passed away. I don't. I can't say why because generally, if you keep them in the same spot, don't let them freeze. You don't want to let them freeze. Um, move it in if it's going to freeze, and then move it back out. 
Um, unless something has happened, maybe some weed killer got on it or what have you. But that's some um, too bad that it died. But it looks like it's been given many years of enjoyment. Yeah. It sure is pretty. All right, we're going to get to a quick call before the break here. Uh, we've got Joe uh, Joseph from Inslee is calling in. Joseph, what's your question for Mike Wiggins this morning? Hey, Mike. Uh, morning, we've Joe. Planted a salt pl- uh, morning. Uh, we've planted a salt palmetto bush about uh, three years ago in the front of the house for screening for the front porch. Yes. And uh, it's, go- it's going like gangbusters. Um, but my, my father-in-law just bought a house behind us, and he doesn't have anything going on up front. And so... Uh, I wanted to plant some salt palmetto uh, over there, and so I, I got the seeds off the salt palmetto bush, and I, I broke them open using pliers. But uh, what's the best way to proceed from there? You know what I would recommend to you? I'd go buy a new one <laughs> and plant it. The, oh, the, yeah. seed, the seeds, will you might be able to get germination out of those seeds, but you're talking long-term here, talking very, very slow, if anything. I, I simply, if you're trying to landscape, say, the front of his home with the saw palmetto, I think find, going to a nursery and finding one there would be your best bet. And I don't think it's going to be too expensive, but it is a great plant. It'll put up with, golly, all kind of weather situations here in Pensacola. But I don't think I would rely on that seed in the short term or even in the medium long term to give you the effect that you want. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. You bet. Thanks for All calling. Right. We've got to get to a break here real quick. We'll be right back with more Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Stay tuned. We've got another 30 minutes of Garden Line after the Fox News break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Oh, this cold. Honey? Honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold. Honey? Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite, Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. 
I mean, that right there, that is one of my favorite grooves of all time. If you if you if you don't do a stank face when you hear that groove, then there's something wrong with you. Who is that? Oh, that that's Stevie Ray Vaughan, man. Oh, man. yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble, walking yeah. the tightrope. Yeah, yeah, you like Stevie Ray Vaughan, don't you? Because we played him last week too. Yeah, I thought you liked him. That's why oh, I was no. playing oh, him. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean too. yeah, oh, I, I, maybe maybe I heard wrong. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I was doing that for you, I guess, and for me too. I love I love some Stevie Ray Vaughan, but uh, yeah, yeah, let me. Let you, <laughs> okay, Sorry real, about that. Real, I was like, oh, he likes Stevie. I'll throw some in there. I do. Yeah. Okay, here we got to talk about Lisa from Milton. Yeah. And I hope I've got my computer synced here where it's a picture of a Christmas cactus. Mm-hmm. Um, a red one, yep. pinkish red. Just gorgeous. Yeah. Just absolutely gorgeous. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa has texted us and talked to us on the garden line mm-hmm. many times, yes. and we appreciate her. She is very good at what she does. Yes. She's got the green thumb. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Keep your texts and calls coming into the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We'll be right back after the Fox News break with more. Keep your questions and calls coming in. Thank you. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Police in Rochester, New York, say they do not know why a man drove into a crowd after a New Year's Eve concert, killing two people in an Uber rideshare vehicle, injuring at least nine pedestrians. Although the motive behind the crime remains unknown, the conversations we've had with his family so far leads us to believe that Avery may have been suffering from possible undiagnosed mental health issues. Police Chief David Smith confirms the suspect, Michael Avery, from Syracuse died overnight. More waves of Russian drones and missiles hit cities in Ukraine, as promised by Russian President Vladimir Putin. Putin says Ukraine should expect more strikes after the shelling of the Russian border city of Belgorod that killed 25 people and wounded more than 100 others. Putin has labeled it a terrorist act. Fox's Tom Rigotti, some of those Russian missiles are hypersonic, able to fly at 10 times the speed of sound. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, News Radio 92.3. It's sunny and 40 degrees right now in Pensacola. New ordinance went into effect in Santa Rosa County yesterday, lifting alcohol sales restrictions along Highway 98 in the south portion of the county. In Gulf Breeze, Midway, and Navarre, uh, with that narrow peninsula, if you if you looked at the map, you couldn't go 2,500 feet and not find a church or a school somewhere along the highway. Santa Rosa County Commissioner Colton Wright talked with Channel 3. The county restriction prohibits alcohol sales within 2,500 feet of a church or a school. Commissioner Wright says the ordinance doesn't cause issues in most parts of the county. The new change will benefit organizations such as the American Legion, who'd been looking for a new uh, new building to expand uh, in that portion of the county, but had trouble finding one that would meet the requirements. Well, it's New Year's tradition all across the country yesterday. People were taking their polar plunges. A big crowd out at the Florabama. Carpe diem, season the day. <laughs> this is our fourth year. I always jump in. <laughs> The uh, 38th year for the Polar Plunge event at Florabama. That event started uh, back in the day with 17 people. It's grown into a huge thing now. Those attending took their plunge in water temperatures in the low 60s in the Gulf. It is 933, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. 
We are going to have a beautiful day today with sunny skies. Temperatures on the cooler side, high near 56 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 41 degrees. For Wednesday, rain chances will build in as the morning hours. 100% chance of rain with a high near 53. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 37 degrees. On Thursday, sunshine returns with a high near 54. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson with the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, it is 40 in Pensacola, 39 in Gulf Breeze. 39 in Milton. Our next news at 10. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. I'm Nicole Murray with your money now. Apple shares are down 3% after Barclays analysts downgraded its stock and trimmed the target price after week sales for the iPhone 15, iPads, and Macs. Experts say this trend predicts lackluster iPhone 16 sales and broader hardware projections. Apple's lucrative services business is also expected to decline after continuous scrutiny. Shares of Rivian are down 10% after the vehicle production company reported increased vehicle production during the fourth quarter, but lower deliveries than the previous period. Rivian says it delivered nearly 14,000 cars from October to December, down 10.2% from the third quarter of 2023. Rivian will announce its fourth quarter earnings after the market closes on February 21st. And these stocks are down. Dow, jo- Dow Industrial down 20, the Nasdaq down 237, and the S&P 500 down 31. That's your money now. And now with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, Here's John Appleyard. January the 2nd, 1862, from Fort Barrancas here on Pensacola Navy Yard. This is News Radio 1620. And now also on FM 92.3. Today, your reporter joined other newsmen in following General Braxton Bragg as he toured this yard and the nearby villages of Woolsey and Warrington, examining damage inflicted by shots from Federal cannon in Fort Pickens yesterday. Bragg, obviously upset that his subordinates had opened fire on Pickens yesterday morning, noted that this is the second such exchange and that the superior firepower in Pickens had done considerable damage on the mainland. He told reporters that there were even cannonballs lodged in the walls of the lighthouse, an unusual target to be sure. The war now has been in progress for eight and one half months. And despite having overwhelming manpower here, the South seems to have no way of making an effective move against Pickens. Meanwhile, cannon fire has surely inconvenienced residents of the two villages and done harm to the machinery in the yard. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without crying. Now I want to understand. Yeah, I, I miss the days of recording to uh, to analog two-inch tape. You know, the big reel-to-reel tape yeah, machines because yeah. you just you're not going to get smooth, cool sounds like that. You know, going digital. I'm sorry, just it, it's something about tape. There's a magic, magical, magical tape. So. Exactly. Yeah, but how about, uh, how about vinyl? 
Vi- I like vinyl too. There's a, there's a certain like it's it's not the quality of the sound that I dig about it. It's just the I guess the nostalgia of growing yeah. up listening to vinyl. Yeah. I, I've always said I've got the best vinyl collection of '60s mm. and early '70s stuff nice. ever. Yeah. So you have to live through the scratches. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. But each scratch has a story. They've been, they've been used. Yeah. They've what uh, What plants or flowers, when you see them, what takes you back? Like, what's nostalgic for you when it comes to to gardening? You know. Really, well, that, that's a good. That's a yeah. good question. There, there are a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I love caladium bulbs. Mm. Caladiums to me are Pensacola. Yeah. Um, we they're easy to grow. We plant them usually in May. You don't want to do it too early. Plant the bulbs in May, and there's a company called Caladiums Florida that will um, sell those online to you. They sell beautiful bulbs. You can buy what they call number ones, number twos, and jumbos. If you get one jumbo caladium bulb and put it in a, let's say a 12-inch pot, maybe even a bit bigger. Plant it in May. It'll come up latter part of June, and you've got color all the way through Labor Day. But that, to me, that's Pensacola. And, and then, Jake, you can't um, forget the azaleas right. in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Formosa azaleas, the George Tabers, the ones of the names we all know, which, um, I mean, I've got pictures when I was a toddler in, in front of some of the parks where they had beautiful azaleas. Blooming. So um, those are two that I think will take you back. One other one, if um, to answer your question, is hydrangeas. Hydrangeas are a plant that, in my opinion, kind of went through a period where well, not too many planted, people planted them. But nowadays, you buy a Southern Living magazine, mm-hmm. every other page has got hydrangeas in a vase or hydrangeas growing in a yard somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really are fun. They're a true um, perennial, they come back every year. Um, they're they're deciduous for the most part, but it's a great plant. I've noticed we have a hydrangea on our porch, and my wife every year goes, "Well, it's dead. It's it's done. I've killed it, and it comes back every time." Every year. Every Here's year. what you can't do with hydrangea. Mm. This is a nice direction you sent us. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had what you, you don't want to do is, is is cut them back too far mm-hmm. because they bloom on that old wood. Right. So if you're going to prune them. Um, just go right behind that spent bloom, mm. and um, next season you'll be in good shape. Okay. Exactly. You're listening to The Garden Line on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Your host, uh, Mike Wiggins, keep your questions coming in. Text, call 437-1620. Right. Jake, just a few. We were going to do some New Year's resolutions. Yes. Um, I've got about 25 of them here. We'll probably get oh, to We should get to two. them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get to about two of them. But one that I think is really important is for everybody to – be aware of using integrated pest management in 2024. We've, we've talked about this on the garden line so many times. It's very simple philosophy is to only spray chemicals or only apply fertilizer where it's needed. In other words, a good example is if you have in the summer, you have a chinch bug problem in your St. Augustine. Okay, and it's probably going to be out by the street because that's where they manifest themselves when the turf is warm. They're very tropical. Why spray in the backyard? Don't don't say, well, if I've got your spray mixed up, I'm going to spray the whole yard, these chinch bugs. You really can't prevent them. Mm. But the point is you just don't want to spray these chemicals, many of which are toxic. Now, if you use them according to the directions, 
you're going to be okay. But no sense in spraying them where they're not needed. Mm. And so I think integrated pest management, that's, that's one of the philosophies there. Um, fertilizer, same thing. It's not, I always say, if you're putting out fertilizer, it's not like playing poker where if you can double up to catch up. Mm, <laughs> it, just, right. it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, you can't take two vitamin pills thinking, oh, I'm going to catch up and be healthier <laughs> yeah, if I'm I take really two supplements. I'm really going to be healthy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Good point. Yeah. But point is to follow those instructions. Read the labels on those chemicals and on that fertilizer bag top to bottom. And if you do that, um, you're really going to be successful and you're going to be safe. Mm. So I think that's really, really important. Also, another good resolution is to, if you haven't done it in the last couple of years and you've got some larger trees, so a large live oak, I have one in my front yard and I'm going to have to do this resolution myself. Get your um, tree surgeons out there to do some selective pruning. Kind of open it up a little bit so when the big winds come that it doesn't act like a sail on a sailboat and just takes that tree and knocks it over. Um, Open it up a little bit so the wind will go through it. Um, And I've always said we've got some great tree surgeons in Pensacola, Mm -hmm. and um, many of them, uh, this is kind of a loose comment, not a loose comment, but it's a true comment. A lot of them have a little bit of the artist about them. Right. Whereas they could go ahead and prune that live oak, and you walk out there and you say, hey, this really looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's opened up a little bit. They don't leave a bunch of stubs, and they get all the dead crossing branches. So um, do that, say, before we get into hurricane season this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you may be glad. And we've been so fortunate lately with um, big storms. Right. Hopefully we'll stay that way for a long, long time. Yes. So in any event, that's okay. what you need to do. All right. So, yeah, you're good. Oh, so, I'm good. Uh, number okay. one, well, we talked about earlier uh, keeping a garden journal with pictures. Yeah. Uh, that would be one. Then, uh, like you said, carefully using integrated pest management. Uh, call a tree surgeon. Do some selective pruning. What else can we do for New Year's resolution? Well, if you're going to do some landscaping and maybe you're very, very busy and you just don't have time for a lot of maintenance, there's some plants that we can plant nowadays that are really low-maintenance and in certain situations, don't need as much water, as much irrigation. Now, there's none, in my opinion, that just don't need any at all. But but just, just a few. One of my favorites, if you're looking for a low-mounding plant, um, an Ilex vomitoria. It's also called, <laughs> I know, I know. It's a hor- I've never been able to figure out that name, Jake. It's just oh, horrible. Man. Ilex vomitoria. But a lot of people, well, most people will call it a dwarf yopon. The word Ilex means holly. And you, when you look at uh, Ilex vomitoria, you don't really think holly because it's a low-mounting plant, very small little leaves. Mm-hmm. And one of the newer varieties is called burgundy. It's, I don't want to think make you think it's bright red, but there's a red cast to the new, the new growth. But it'll grow into a mounding plant, and it'll get up to oh, oh, three feet or so. It'll get taller than that, but you don't really want to let it get taller than that but it will put up with dry weather like none others also also um muley grass Hmm. muley grass is great it's an ornamental grass which means it generally doesn't take as much water but let me tell you right now 
it will put up these plumes of purple in the fall that will just stop traffic. Mm. And you know where some of the best ones are? It's at the airport, at the airport along Langley and along Summit. They've got some muley grass there that just is terrific. The only thing I would say, if you have a swimming pool, Mm, if you yeah. plant them a little close to the swimming pool, after those plumes have had their better day, yeah. they just kind of all that uh, old bloom will blow into your swimming pool, and it can be a pain in the neck. It really right. can. But they are really, really cool-looking plants. Oh, um, I, and they're one of my favorites. And that's um, Muley, uh, M-U-H-L-Y, if you're going to look for that. Look up a picture because these this is really cool plants. I would love to have some of these on oh, our patio. Oh, absolutely. You put them in containers mm-hmm. or just plant them you know, in an area where it's not going to get a lot of water. Um, right. Purple fountain grass is another one that I really like. And I don't think it's under I don't think it's used as much as it should nowadays. But purple fountain grass, same philosophy here, in that it's an ornamental grass. Um, it's kind of I will say in the same family of one we've always planted, which is pampas grass. Mm-hmm. Those are all wonderful plants. They give you all that color, the um purple looking um, plumes that come up out of purple fountain of the purple fountain grass, and the white blooms that come out of the pampas are, are really a great fall look. All so right. those are just three. There's there's some more. All right. Those are some good ones. We'll get to them. We got a break coming up. We're going to get to some commercials, and we'll be right back with more Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in before it's too late. Call or text 437-1620. We'll be right back. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I.F-A-M-U.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off at school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Hey, Andrew McKay here this morning on the Pensacola Morning News. We had a really good conversation about immigration and kind of the both sides of this issue, which is sometimes lacking in the conversation. You can find that in the middle of the five o'clock hour. We also talked quite a bit about the scary effectiveness of modern AI chatbots able to pass all kinds of graduate tests like law and medical and advanced placement tests. You can find that at the beginning of the six o'clock hour, all on the podcast page at newsradio923.com. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Uh, send your texts or, or calls in, 437 uh, 1620, and we'll get those answered on the air. We had a call over the break, um, and we had a text come in as well. Let's get to the text first. Somebody texted in, uh, What can I do about armadillos digging holes in my yard? For those who have listened to us over the years, may remember the armadillo discussions. All I had to do was mention the word armadillo and Jake. The phone lines lit up. I'm talking about for that day and the next time. Let me just say one thing about armadillos. Armadillos um, are really not native to Pensacola. We've always said that they have hitchhiked on some of these trucks coming out of Texas. Mm -hmm. And they either fell off or jumped off. That's why you see an armadillo a little more north of Nine Mile Road, north of the interstate, if you will, mm-hmm. than you do in other places. Um, armadillos are going to go after insects. And so that's how you try to control them, is to control the insects in your yard. And I always say, if you've got an armadillo you see walking through your backyard, put this granular insecticide around, say, the perimeter of the fence around your backyard or front yard, wherever it may be, and help control the insects, and if that's the case, hopefully the armadillo will go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the armadillo story. Um, it may be an urban legend about right. them hitchhiking from Texas, right. but it makes for a fun conversation. They're like a possum in a shell to me. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that in our book. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. Okay, we also want to talk about mole crickets. Yeah. Um, it's not quite time now for mole crickets. Mm. Mole crickets are the ugliest insect known to man. They look primitive. But what they're doing, they're burrowing underneath the grass and loosening up the roots of your grass, and therein lies the damage to mm. your lawn. Now, mole cricket control is done by granular insecticide for the most part. Usually we do it in, oh, I'm going to say May and first part, well, first part of June and May. That's when they um, reproduce. That's the best time to do it. But if you've got them, a couple things you need to do. One, try that granular insecticide, but do not neglect the water on your lawn to help it recover Mm. from those roots that have been disturbed by the mole crickets. It's just, like I say, it's a little early, I think, unless um, 
I wish we had the gentleman on the phone to see if by chance he's got them. You'll see them crawling along your patio, and um, of course, they'll they'll fly. Mm. They'll fly. You're people who um, you know, if you get out in the boat out in the Gulf, you can see a mole cricket land on the boat. Wow. Oh no, they really are primitive, and um, they do a lot of damage, especially to our southern lawns as they loosen those roots up. So that's that's the story. Be ready to to deal with that though if you've got them. But remember, the best time is going to be. Oh, I'm going to say mid-May to mid-June. That would be the best time frame. Okay. Absolutely. And somebody sent in a text. We were talking earlier before the break about, uh, you know, feeling nostalgic for uh, for plants and what, what plant might make you feel nostalgic or make you remember something. Uh, somebody uh, texted in and said, uh, do you remember four o'clocks? Uh, yellow and pink were the most common, uh, but haven't seen them in local shops around here in a while. Yeah, and I, and I don't know why. I would imagine most people who want to have four o'clocks in their yard are going to plant seed. You know, you go to any seed rack. Um, Fairy Morse is a great brand mm. of any seed rack, and you'll find packets of seed to plant your four o'clocks. So I would do that, plant them in the spring and see what happens. Bring them back. Mm-hmm. So kind of <laughs> like Jimmy Buffett said, it's a little different, though, but uh, there's four o'clocks somewhere. Anyway, that's a little inside there, but yeah. Jake, anyway. you are good at what you do, my friend. <laughs> Very good. That's one opinion. Yeah. Uh, the other yeah. Jimmy Buffett <laughs> saying is the best is, I love this one. If the phone doesn't ring, it's me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be great. one of his best. That is great. No yep, doubt. It is. He All was, right. He was great. So anyway, we, we're dealing with these um, New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. and, and one that is just so basic we probably may want to end up with this mm-hmm. is i resolve to water and mow my lawn mm-hmm. correctly now here we are a lot of people have leaves in their yard and they're mowing they're putting their mower more out to pick up some of those leaves but whatever you do don't lower that um, lawnmower we want st augustine at four inches centipede at three inches zoysia all oh, around two two and a half so don't scalp the lawn. That's probably the important thing to be said ever. I would recommend if you've got St. Augustine, you set it at four inches and never, ever change it. Now, in the spring, of course, when you first mow it, when it looks a little ragged, you're not going to get too much. But that's okay. That lawn will be much healthier if you keep, kept it, if you keep it mowed at a higher level. It really, you scalp it. You're going to open it up, and weeds, disease are going to take charge. All right. We got a caller on the line. We're going to get to a quick break, though, and we'll get to them right after the break. Stay on the line, sir. Uh, we got Jeff uh, from Pensacola calling in, and we'll be right back with more Garden Line with Mike Wiggins here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Paul with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Save 15% on select Sanctuary by Green Fiber blown-in insulation when you buy 30 or more. And there's more. Save 10% on select OSB sheathing when you buy 68 or more. 
Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. Attention business and homeowners. Are you tired of that red dirt driveway? Are your customers having to dodge potholes or even worse, avoiding your business? Let Patriotic Paving and Maintenance pave a way to a better business and a better curb appeal. Patriotic is veteran owned and operated and servicing the entire Gulf Coast and offers seal coating, line striping, patching, and full paving both asphalt and concrete for residential and commercial. Get a free quote today or get more information at PatrioticPavingLLC.com. That's Patriotic Paving. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas Oyster House, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters, tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be talking about Atlas Beverage Class, Winter Restaurant Week, Valentine's Day, Pensacon, and other fun things you won't want to miss. That's all tomorrow at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Okay, real quick, we got Jeff on the line. Hey, Jeff, what's your question for uh, Mike Wiggins today on the Garden Line? Hey, Mr. Mike. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I have a weed at the Devil Planet. It's uh, real low growing, and it in the in the March time frame, it has a little ball, pretty little ball on it. But once it dries, it it it's just painful. It sticks to your feet and everything. Well, you know, you know what? It's a uh, yeah, and you could be talking about a sedge, and here's how you tell if it's a sedge. It's growing on a little short stem, am I correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take that stem and rub it between your thumb and forefinger, and if it's triangular in shape, that is a sedge. And if it's a sedge we're dealing with, um, there's a product called Image, which is really pretty good for that, but it's not perfect for that because that is – a very, very difficult weed to control. So that may be exactly what we're dealing with. And um, so look up image and see if, and, and look up sedge on your computer and see if that's what we're dealing with. If not, call me back next week and we'll take it from there. All right. Thank you for your Thanks question, for Jeff. Yep, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. One. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. All right. Man, it's amazing how much you know about all this. It just, it's fascinating. It really is. No. Yeah, it really is. Most most of the gardeners listening, a lot of this is basic stuff. Oh, no. This is The Garden Line with Michael Wiggins. We'll be right back with Pep Talk with Jake Walker. 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Gulf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.